Good evening. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and tonight I am off the cuff with man's best friend. The music I'm listening to. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia, and up until around the mid '70s, this is what we heard from DC. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool too, because well, this is Donald Byrd, uh, "Places and Spaces" from 1975. The song is "Wind Wind Parade." Um, DC is now etched in our minds as the go-go sound, the masterful sound brought to DC by Chuck Brown. Um, Chuck was in Durham, North Carolina and Donald Byrd was here and they almost seemed like they switched places because Chuck came up north and Donald Byrd came down to Durham in grad, when I was in grad school and he was a really nice guy I didn't know Chuck Brown that I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know him that well at all I, you know, I was around him a couple of times at college but Donald Byrd was on campus and he had an office and we just talked and we didn't, we didn't talk about music that much. We just talked about everything else. He was such a cool guy. He liked Harper's Bazaar magazines and things like that. And let's get to back to where I'm coming from, though. Today, um, but I love this sound. Yesterday, um, we put our dog down. Um, his name was Bear. And Bear was 12 and a half which would make him approximately 87, 88 in human years. I'd take the deal right now for 88, but that's me. Um, but it's, it's interesting because the terms we use for, for when, our, when our pets go away, especially dogs, well, that's the only pets I really know. I'm not a cat guy. Cats smoke cigarettes and they read the newspaper, and I'm not down with that, and they don't listen to you when you call them. Dogs, on the other hand, they let you know they're ignoring you. Dogs are very conscious in their movements and, and very cool. We have, this, we have this mythology with us that dogs are not smart. Shit. They can talk. I believe they can talk. I believe they talk to each other all the time. They just don't want to talk to us. They'll listen to our shit. But they know if they ever start feeding back on it, that we're going to just overload their systems. Okay, that's another thing. Bear. Bear, um, he was 12 and a half, a nine, a, at as healthy as he was maybe a 98-pound lab, a black lab, beautiful dog. And when my youngest son was in middle school, he asked me, could he, if he got straight A's, could I get him a dog? I, yeah, I'll shoot for that. Next report card, he had straight A's, we went to get a dog. On the way back from picking him up, my guy said, I said, what's his name? He said, Bear. Cool. And he just fit like a glove into our life. He was, he was a stress-free dog. Very easy-going dog, you know. Big dog, so, I mean, he wasn't going to attack anybody at all. But if somebody knocked on your door, you thought there was a wolf on the other side of it. So you thought twice about it until you met him. Then you realized he was just cool and laid back. And he was just doing that to scare you because he ain't really trying to do no work. But the day that... We, we took him in And they said it's best to leave him We were all It's four of us And we're all in our own little bit of 
celebration sadness. You know, this is, again, my family has been together all, you know, our kids are grown. But Barrett connected us for between 12 years and two moves. And it's always there. So you find yourself, or I find myself, not even today, but yesterday, when I stood up looking to see if I was going to step over him. Um, even though we took out all the beds and everything and put them away. Um, it's, it's a process. Um, in its own way, it's a process. And maybe it's a good thing that they can't talk. Because then we'd, be, we'd be start thinking about shit that they said to us and it make us want to cry and all of that stuff. It's a good thing they can't talk. But all dogs aren't as cool as bear. Now, I've had two dogs, I'll use the term expire, in my presence. Well, one in my presence. One, I was the first one to find him in my lifetime. When I was a kid, we had a dog named Duchess. And I went downstairs and he was just like stretching out. I thought he was just stretching out until he didn't move. And I was about eight or nine. He just laying on the couch, just stretched out. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Then I realized he had expired. And then when I was in college, again, me and the woman I'm related to by marriage, we thought a dog would help us. So we went to the... the the local kennel and look for a dog. We want that one, a hot dog, a dashound, dashound, whatever you call him. His name was Sparky and he was pure evil. Um, we brought him into the house and he would do shit that he know would make you mad. And then when you try to discipline him, he would back up into the corner and like just so that he knew nobody was behind him. It was a, it was a cool boss ass move. I mean, he would like back up, like, okay, if you're gonna swing, come on. But if you're gonna take me, I'm going out. I'm gonna bite some piece of you off. It was really brutal. But he was really smart with that. And I, I respected him. And he was an asshole for a dog, but I respected Sparky. Um, here's the other thing, though. When one night he got sick, and when he got sick, we were. We knew that, it, you know, something was going to happen really soon. He wasn't going to get past too many more times. And he was making a lot of sounds. And, and, and all the people were saying, well, you know, he's, he's short for life. But when I, we tucked him in in the front of the house that night and we went to bed. Now, after about 10 minutes of us in the bed, Sparky came walking very slowly in. And he sat down next to the bed, and I looked at him. He gave me a look in the eyes, and I was like, hey, big fella, you okay? He didn't say anything, and I closed my eyes. But five minutes later, I heard something go, Rrrr. I was like, oh, shit, not in here. Not in here. I could not let him. I love dogs, my dogs, but I was not going to let him just kill over at my house. So to cut a long story short, I'm not going to go into how me and my brother-in-law cousin Eddie decided to do but we took care of Sparky graciously and here's the other thing I realized too maybe people I don't know if people do this or not but when Bear we took him outside and he laid in the grass and we thought he took his last breath and he just relaxed and we looked over and then he just jerked right up and we was like oh shit but he just rolled over again and something like another breath they have. I don't know, but I've never seen any shit like that before and I don't want to see it again. But that was Sparky. I'm, I'm just thinking about how we connect. Um, 
In my household today, we're all, we're not talking about Bear. But we're all kind of okay. He was sick for a, a month, okay? We got him some surgery. We got him all this and that. But, I mean, he was 87. And it was basically their choice to tell us, you don't need to bring him back. But it, it was just, it was a good part of our life. You know, at some point in time, you out, your pets start off as babies and then the oldest one is in the crib. But it was really good to have him around because he was a connecting point. And I don't care what anybody says. I think if your dog stays around long enough, you will talk to your dog. And there's times when your dog unmistakably will be right there knowing you need to talk to him. At least it's that way with me. Bear would come up and be like, you want to pet me now? Now you want to pet me because I need him. Think about it. I just remember saying to myself, um, I complain. I used to complain about giving Bear five minutes worth of affection. But we're talking about creatures that wake up to go take a nap in another room. So that five minutes a day wasn't that bad. Some people really, really have an affection for dogs like that, for any kind of dog. We had a neighbor who used to actually come and kiss my dog on the lips. Now, I ain't going to kiss my dog on the lips. I know what people say. Dogs are cleaner than us. Yes, but we've all seen a dog be his own personal ball washer. And I'm not down with that. I don't care how clean his tongue might be. At one point in time, I know what I saw. So I'm not going there. But they're just the coolest creatures in the world. All kinds of dogs. And I know at some point, very soon, we're going to get another one. Just going to get another one. Why not? Um, yes, there's the, the little instances where you have to put him in a kennel when you go in. I don't care. I kind of like the fact that this dude or this dudette is there waiting on you. Always waiting on you. Whether it's to take him out. And see, that's is where shit breaks even, though. When you got a big dog, you get some big shit. So this is where stuff breaks even. So you have to do work for them. It's not, it's not all one-sided. You know, I'm not hopefully cleaning any of my kids up, you know, when they get big. But Barry, you just go outside, dump it. You have to get that up. But I'm just saying, the companionship. Oh, this is my favorite. Favorite Donald Byrd and Blackbird song. I love this song. It's called April Showers. And it comes from the album Flying Start. The Blackbirds are, are, are really underrated. Because they're really good. Um, so, here we are now on a Sunday night. And, you know, again, just our concern for each other. And, and let, me, oh, let me just use a disclaimer right here. I'm not the kind of person who's going to get into telling you a lot of shit that goes on in my house. Okay, we ain't going to do this. But dogs, I, want, I wonder if people have the kind of affection or have the kind of understanding affection for the animal that I have for bear. You know, I come in at 8 o'clock at night, I'm pissed nobody else took him out, but you want to walk him. He don't care, he needs to go. And it was just something calming about a dog's presence. And again, I always felt like he knew whoever it was in the house to come around when they needed you to come around. 
Maybe all dogs do that. Maybe that's why they can be trained like they are to look out for people. And I don't care. I know Bear was comfortable with us. Love? I kind of think if Bear got locked out and somebody else offered him food, he'd be there. That's what dogs do. But still, it was a sweet portion of my family life. And a new dog will be also. And I, no, you're not replacing Bear. You're just getting another dog. You're not going to compare him to Bear. We, we're not going to get the same size dog. We love labs. This is about the third lab I think we've had. But we're not going to do another lab. But it's just the... I don't know. I, I didn't used to be sold on it all the time. I felt like once the kids are grown, why do I want to look after a dog? But it's not looking after them because they look after you too. Okay. Hey, listen. Donald Bird and the Blackbirds kind of just went away after a while. I don't know. Maybe they went to be with their dogs. But their music is great. Um, there's something to be said about animals being man's best friend. And okay, dogs being man's best friend. Not animals, just dogs. Dogs are special. Dogs know more about us than we do. They're just not telling. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye, bear.